You're listening to Authentically Me, a podcast dedicated to activating the magic that is within us all through the power of authenticity, sharing, and transmuting with love. Here, you will find real-life experiences shared through the lens of everything is always serving. We are led through this journey by your host, Serena Rose. Serena is a ceremonialist who believes our life is just one big ceremony for our soul. Connect to your soul and enjoy the ceremony. Hello, Authentically Me Beauties. Thank you for being here. I know I start almost every show saying thank you so much for being here, but I mean it. I have this show so that you can be here listening to it and receiving it. And it makes my heart so happy that you're here receiving it and listening to it. Another thing that would make my heart so happy (laughs) is for you to pause and leave a review of the show. Let me know what you think, how I've helped you, what episodes you like, whatever it is that's on your heart, please jump over and leave it in the review box. Thank you. And today I am coming to you solo and I want to talk about something that is really real, really fucking real in this world, in the spiritual community, conscious community. Um, And I heard of it at the beginning of my journey And it almost instilled a little bit of fear in me, if I'm being honest. And the topic today is what to do when you're not in the same place as your partner. And I originally heard this in reference to spirituality. So many women were not or are not in the same place as their male partner. And this could be divine feminine and divine masculine. It doesn't necessarily have to be genderfied. Um, so the divine feminine typically is more open and expansive spiritually before divine masculine is. A lot of women are more spiritual, they're more woo-woo, they're more witchy, they're more likely to go to the crystal store or the hippie festival <laughs> um, or be a yoga teacher, you know, whatever, however this shows up for you in your world, in whatever way you can attest to the validity in it, allow yourself to take a moment and just realize like, oh yeah, mm-hmm, got it, cool. Uh, women, generally speaking, are more spiritually evolved than men are. And, and this is in no way, shape, or form to shame men whatsoever because there are some woke as fuck men out there. And I would say that there are men that are more spiritual than me. So that's cool. 
but so many women will grow in the safe container that the divine masculine holds for them in a partnership or in a marriage. Uh, women are the nurturers, the feelers. Uh, they connect to the collective emotion and heal through through that embodiment, the embodiment of their feminine. And the masculine are more of the protectors, the space holders. Um, and so a lot of times, and this is just the energetics of relationships for those who are able to follow along. And for those who are not, I promise that you will um, understand if you keep listening. So a lot of times in the container of a marriage or a relationship, a woman gets to experience feeling safe and held. And they're able to dive deep into themselves, into, mm, yeah, whatever gets to be explored within. And this leads to them at times outgrowing, and this is all generalities, leads to them outgrowing uh, their partner spiritually, sometimes emotionally, and not to outgrow like they're releasing them, but just they're ascending. And so what is a woman to do when they are not in the same space spiritually as the male in their life? because that shit is real. I heard it so many times when I started my journey. So many women and, you know, groups that I was involved in were like, what do I do? How do I get my partner to read this fucking book on communication? Like, what the fuck? Just so much tension, frustration. Um, and it really instilled a fear in me. I was like, okay, noted. So I want a partner who is pretty evolved spiritually because I don't want to deal with that shit. Um, but it's very real and so many people are experiencing it now. And it doesn't just show up spiritually. What do you do when you're not in the same place as your partner sexually? Maybe your partner's really fucking turned on, they're rock hard, they're ready to go, and you're not. How do you navigate that? What do you do when you're not in the same place as your partner emotionally? Because that happens too. Although in a partnership, we get to have our own individual experiences and triggers and traumas and pasts and all of these things that may or may not influence us in the now. And so to give you a very real example, when my partner comes home from work, he is more quiet, reserved, more inward, uh, that sometimes can be tired, or lethargic depending on the day and is decompressing. And when I'm done with work, I'm fucking 
ready to go. I'm like, cool, let's do this life shit, man. Let's like do the dishes and make dinner and have sex and like, fuck yeah. (laughs) And so our energies are not always aligned. And with that being said, sometimes depending on my work day, I'm not ready to jump immediately into sexy time, whereas he might be. Because as divine feminine, I get to embody more of my divine masculine when I'm working, when I'm action-oriented, goal-oriented, running my own business, and then to calibrate from being in charge to being more of the submissive in my sexual partnership is challenging to me. It's quite the jump. And so I need a little bit of time to calibrate, to decompress before I'm able to embody more of the submissive uh, feminine side to myself to engage sexually with my partner. So we all have different needs, desires, and experiences. So what do you do when you're not in the same place as your partner, whether it's showing up sexually, spiritually, or emotionally? Because it's very important. (laughs) It's very important to be able to show up fully, even when you're not able to um, show up in the same frequency in a partnership. So I'll start with what to do when you're not in the same place as your partner sexually. So there's lots of options. An extreme option would be perhaps to contemplate opening up your relationship. If there's desires that are not being met and one partner has them and the other partner is not willing to fulfill them, then perhaps exploring sex play or polyamory or different containers that these desires can be met in could be helpful. And you don't even necessarily have to do anything, but sometimes just having the conversations about opening up the relationship brings up whatever's resting underneath that could be showing up and manifesting itself as resistance. It's really powerful. Um, Another option is masturbation. Perhaps I'm not ripping and raring and ready to go, but my partner is, and I can look at him and be like, baby, I would love to watch you. I would love to be a part of this experience, but my body is not open for business, but I would love to be a part of this experience with you. Another option is eye gazing. Eye gazing and connecting, different ways to connect intimately to your partner before engaging sexually. And this is a beautiful practice to have just in general before engaging sexually, always. <laughs> I don't always do it myself, but um, it is fucking powerful. So, eye gazing, you can put on a timer or a three-minute song or no song at all and just look into each other's eyes and softly caress each other's bodies. Maybe get naked and just allow your bodies to calibrate to one another. 
Another thing is having safe words. So maybe you're literally having sex and you realize like, oh, fuck, this isn't really for me right now. Or, um, you know, you're not matching up with your partner's energy. Perhaps, you know, my partner is wanting to be a little bit more kinky than what I'm feeling ready and available for in that moment. And that these are prime moments to insert a agreed upon ahead of time safe word so that you can stop engaging sexually immediately and hold space for whatever is present. Um, so that's a really powerful practice. Another thing is to be honest about your needs and your desires. Maybe tuning into your own body before engaging sexually, asking your body if it's ready to be penetrated or to make love or, you know, ask your body, what are you desiring right now? How do you want to be touched? How do you want to touch your partner and talk about it? Just, you know, it can be sexy. It can be dirty talk. Um, it can be, you know, you telling your partner what you're going to do to them or what you want them to do to you. Um, and or it can look like having an actual open dialogue about where you are and what your needs are and what your desires are. Communication is the last thing that I feel is absolutely vital to mention um, about what to do when you're not in the same place as your partner sexually. Communicate, 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 communicate. And guess what? You get to communicate before having sex, which I just talked about, during having sex, which I just talked about, and even after sex. You can say, hey, babe, that thing wasn't a fan. Maybe don't say those words. That's kind of harsh. <laughs> this is funny. Um, yeah, you could say... Hmm. You know what? After sex, the best thing to do is to do words of affirmation. And then if there's something that you don't like, then I would have a conversation with your partner outside of the heat of the moment, outside of the bedroom about what it is that you didn't like. Yeah, that's the move. <sighs> when you are not in the same place as your partner spiritually, this can be challenging because there are a lot of reflections and a lot of shadow work that is available to those who find themselves in this position because a lot of times it can stir up things such as resentment or frustration or anger. And so you get to look at yourself and look at your partner as if you're looking at yourself like you're looking in the literal fucking mirror that your partner is holding for you so let's say you're pissed off your partner doesn't want to read the communication book okay well what book do you want to read that you haven't read why what part of you is frustrated with yourself about your own growth and your own journey in spirituality. 
because we see in others really what we are seeing in ourselves. And you get to show up as a guiding force. You get to lead by example. And I know that it can seem challenging to dive into these reflections and the shadow work and, you know, almost disconnect um, emotionally from what I perceive to be expectations that your partner should be in the same place as you always, because that's not realistic for the time that we're living in. We're all so different and dynamic and we all have our own journeys and traumas. And, you know, there are going to be times and spaces where we're just simply not on the same page as our partner. And that's totally okay. And that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong. It just means that there's other opportunities to grow. There's other options available to you. And one of them in this circumstance is going to be taking a good hard look at yourself and the shadows that may or may not exist within. The other is to practice the power of forgiveness. You get to forgive them if you need to. You may not need to but you get to forgive them for not meeting you, for wherever you believe them to be falling short. And you also get to forgive yourself as the reflection of that. And you get to celebrate yourself for where you have grown, where you're growing. And you get to give your partner gratitude, whether you speak it to them, write it in your journal, you know, pray it to the universe, whatever works for you, you get to send gratitude to your partner for guiding you through the shadows, through the reflections, showing you the things that you need to know, and for supporting you on your journey in whatever way that that looks like. And you get to have this all knowing that even if you're not in the same place, quote unquote, spiritually, you fucking are. You absolutely are at the same time. That's what's so crazy and divine about this experience of life is that we are all so unique and individual, but yet we are all the same and we are all one at the same time. And so you get to surrender deeper and trust more in the experience that you're having that you are exactly where you're supposed to be doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing because that's where you are and you get to invite your partner to meet you not from a place of being emotionally attached because you get to detach emotionally and go inward like I talked about a moment ago but from a place of just genuine curiosity and play and openness you get to invite your partner to read the book they get to choose to read the book or not and you get to also ask permission to share about your journey and or about any insights or reflections or feedback that you might have for them. Always ask for permission. 
like, hey, I'm, I'm experiencing this really transformational thing. I would love to share it with you. Do you have space to hear me and see me in my growth? And it's not about them at all. However, you sharing that could be exactly what is needed for them to hear, to start their journey. Who knows? You can also say, you know, I've been doing, I, re I read this book about communication and there is a part in the book that gave me a tool that I think might be useful for you is, are you open to me sharing this with you? Or, hey, I have some feedback that might be helpful for you in your journey. Are you open to receiving the feedback that I have for you? And it may not look perfect. Maybe they'll say yes, just out of general fucking curiosity, and then they might backpedal or get defensive, or I don't invite that in for you at all. But my intention in saying this is that it's all perfect and it's all divine, and it may take some calibrating, and it's great. And that's what this episode is all about, is just how to navigate not being in the same place as your partner. And these are options for you to explore. So what do you do when you're not in the same place as your partner emotionally? Well, you get to have space, my darling. And it's funny because sometimes space can show up in an unhealthy and toxic way. If someone is, let's say, pushing another away um, or allowing their ego to protect them or maybe having a trauma response and just saying like, well, fuck you, I don't want to be around you, I'm leaving. You know, if it's like a fight or flight response, then that isn't necessarily the most healthy way to achieve space. However, if you're experiencing emotions and you say something like, I love you, I would love to come back to this conversation, uh, but I get to put myself first and I need a little bit of space, maybe five minutes, to be with my body, be with my emotions, and to still my thoughts. <sighs> that feels good. That feels good. And you can have a conversation about actively and intentionally choosing to have healthy space from one another prior to the heat of the moment happening. You can use me as a scapegoat. Hey, I was listening to this podcast and I heard this thing about intentional and healthy space taking in conflict. And I think that that might be helpful to us. Do you want to have a conversation about it? And then you get to have agreements about what that could look like. So my partner sometimes asks for 20 minutes of space and wherever we are in the fight or conflict <laughs> um, we part ways I look at my phone 20 minutes later we reconvene and pick it back up and he's able to be more present and show up more fully and he has a better grasp and idea of what he's feeling and why he's feeling it and how to communicate it and, you know, just yesterday, I got to ask for space uh, because I could tell I'm getting, hmm, I'm becoming more and more 
aware of when I need space because I have been through a lot of trauma and at times I shine in chaos. I shine in conflict. Like I can process emotions so fast and I know why I'm feeling the things I'm feeling and where it's stemming from in my childhood trauma. And because of my practices and abilities and journey of self-growth, um, I sometimes do not give my nervous system the space that it needs to recalibrate. And I am across the board taking a journey on allowing myself to feel full body, full body pleasure and putting pleasure first. And part of that is also aligning and um, connecting to my nervous system. And so I could feel my heart rate increasing. I was starting to sweat a little bit. Um, and so I got to say, I need a couple moments of space. And I went outside and I laid in the grass got our freshly cut grass all over my sweater. <laughs> and it was nice. It was nice. In that moment, I didn't give a fuck if bugs were crawling on me or that grass was on my sweater or anything. It just felt so good to connect to the earth, to connect to my body and to give my nervous system what it needed. And I had the most beautiful and divine reflections come through. And I got to come back in and I was excited. I went outside feeling this nervous, tight contraction energy. And I came back inside feeling so alive and excited. I was like, yes, I know why I'm here. Let's do this. And so what you get to do sometimes when you're not in the same place emotionally is negotiate space. And you can do it ahead of time. You can also do it in the heat of the moment too if it's what's needed. And an important hmm, thing to be aware of is are you in general not in the same place as your partner emotionally? Like are you guys misaligned often? Is it a general thing? Or... Is it a temporary thing? Is it because of something that you're experiencing in your life or they're experiencing in their life? Is it temporary? Is it across the board or is it just momentary? Just having an awareness of like, okay, when do I feel misaligned emotionally? How often is this showing up? And how often do you feel aligned emotionally as well? And acknowledging that as well is really important. It's important to just take the temperature of your emotional body and your relationship. Same with sex too. <laughs> yeah, like are you turned on by your partner most of the time? Is it temporary? <laughs> is it just every so often? Because you get to be turned on all the time and you get to feel so good and so happy all the time. And that's cool. And a way to 
Ensure that you can come back to the same place emotionally <sighs> is to put yourself first. Put yourself and your needs and your emotions first. If you need space, take it. This is your permission slip. Communication is also such an important tool to have here because our emotions are the way that emotions is uh, defined to me is energy in motion. And so at times we can get lost in our emotions because it's just energy moving through us that may be coming from an area that it's misdirected or misguided, but it's still energy in motion. It's still moving through you. And so being able to have tools and resources to communicate and find direction, find, you know, your home, your center, and the center of your relationship as well, the neutrality that exists is so beautiful, so needed, so peaceful. And there are a lot of books to help with this. One that has been really beneficial for me and my relationships, I've mentioned it on a couple of podcasts now, I will link it in the show notes, is Nonviolent Communication. It is a way to express what you are feeling to where you are heard and acknowledged and you get to make requests in a way that they are received. Yeah, it's a really beautiful, beautiful book. So if you feel called to upgrade your communication, um, I invite you to check out that book. And another thing to come back to this neutral space, to this common space between you and your partner emotionally is through authenticity, which I imagine you're attracted to because you are sitting here listening to Authentically Me Radio. And so communicating through authenticity is such a beautiful practice and literally just taking a breath and just like following the bread breadcrumbs, starting somewhere, anywhere, and allowing yourself to flow is a great way to start if you have no idea where to start when you're feeling emotions. And so what I'll do is I'll take a breath, I'll touch my body, I'll connect to my body, and I'll just start with, I feel, <sighs> da 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 da. <laughs> Whatever da 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 is for me in that moment. And maybe I might say something like, this could be a story. I could be making this up. This could be completely my own trauma manifesting itself in this moment. It could be completely true. Um, but this is what is true for me in this moment. Please tell me if I'm wrong. Please tell me if this triggers you, if this feels good to you. Um, yeah, just following the breadcrumbs of whatever is your truth, your authentic feeling in that moment. 
such a beautiful way to come back to common ground emotionally. And again, it may be met with tension and constriction and defensiveness. It may not. Um, but I know that, so I'll give you another example. So say I'm, I'm feeling really, really flustered and I have a lot of energy and motion, emotion moving through me and I don't know where to start. And so I just start with the obvious. I'm feeling really flustered right now. <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of emotion moving through me and I'm not really sure where it's coming from, but I'm going to do my best in this moment to connect to my body, to connect to what my truth is and do my best to communicate it to you. And, you know, that's a, an example of how you just follow the breadcrumbs, start somewhere and connect authentically to your own emotional process and connect authentically in communication. So these are all the tools, guys. This is how you navigate not being in the same place as your partner. And I know that it can, it has the power to feel scary to not be in the same place as your partner because we have all these preconceived expectations that a partner should show up a certain way or support us a certain way. And so another layer to this whole process of this unpacking and this transformation that I'm giving you right now is to take a look at what expectations you may or may not have of your partner. Do you expect them to show up a certain way emotionally or spiritually or sexually? And what do those expectations look like? Can you release them? Are they actually desires manifesting uh, and mixing with frustration and, you know, showing up as an expectation? Or is this a part of a belief system that you have adopted? So take a look at what expectations you may have and just question them. Where did they come from? Why do you expect this? Is it your truth? Is it a desire? And I hope that all of this is helpful to you. I know that this is a very real thing. I myself have experienced fear in this, like I said in the beginning of the episode. And at times, I can still experience challenge by these things because we're human. We're human, guys. We're not all going to be in the same place at the same time, yet at the same time we are. It's on this beautiful land that we call Earth, and I am so honored to be on it with you and to be here right now with you sharing this delicious medicine. Thank you for being here. It is an honor to share with each and every one of you authentically. Tune in and visit the website authenticallymeradio.com. You are exactly where you are supposed to be, doing exactly what you are supposed to be doing. And you are loved.